Hi everyone, welcome to episode 19 of Kingdom Hearts and Other Stuff, or Chaos for short. I'm your host, Zach Lyons, and with me today are not one, but two returning guests. Catherine Bullard is my trailer hype and breakdown buddy, and she was on episodes 3.5 and 11, where we discussed the E3 2018 trailer Bonanza and the Tokyo Game Show 2018 trailer, respectively. And Espen Jensen joined me on episode 7 to chat about Disney's roller coaster of importance throughout the Kingdom Hearts series. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hello. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> You're both yeah. back. I'm excited. This is the first time I've had three people on the call at once. Or two guests. Exciting. Yeah, I like it. I'm, it's I'm, like a I'm trinity. Excited. Oh, shh. It's a trinity. Ooh. <laughs> I, I Shut your down. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Dibs on Sora. Okay, fine. I guess I'm goofy. Nice. <laughs> So uh, today we're going to talk about Kingdom Hearts 3, now that it's been out in the wild for a couple weeks, uh, but in the vaguest senses, so as to avoid spoilers. Uh, now, I've mentioned this in recent episodes, but I am playing the next episode, episode 20, will be a spoiler-heavy. We'll be able to talk about anything and everything. Uh, but today, because it's only been out two weeks, I thought it'd be nice to have a more generic chat where we talk about non-spoiler things. And then next time it'll be uh, whoever ends up being my guests, perhaps you guys, perhaps someone else, we'll talk about more in depth. I haven't even beat the game yet, so I imagine there's lots of other people who haven't beaten it yet either. So next time will definitely be a t place to get it all out in the open. But for now, it's uh, it's just talking more about the more gen generalized points. So uh, I've, you guys have both been on the series before, so I don't feel like I need to ask how familiar either of you are with the series. I'm pretty sure you're both pretty well versed. Yeah, I guess you can say yeah. we're well unversed. <laughs> uh, no, you're you're the opposite of unversed. You are versed. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe. You're you're more you're more Ven than Venitas. Yeah, a bad pun is bad. Sorry. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, no, it's good. I appreciate it. Uh, well, so I'm just a nobody. So. So, <laughs> that was good, uh, Catherine. <laughs> you've beat the game, right? Yes, I have. And Espen, have you beat it? Uh, yeah, I beat it uh, last night. Oh, nice. Very fresh in your mind. So uh, I assume you both have also seen the epilogue and the secret movie. Yes. Yep. Okay. So we'll we'll call that discussion good right there. <laughs> 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 and we'll continue on. How how did you find it? Did you overall, like, there have been a lot of people online, you know, there's been so many takes both on the good and bad side for this game. Uh, which honestly doesn't surprise me. But where do you guys sit? Uh, I, yeah. I really liked it. Uh, it was sort of a slow build, like a slow burn. Mm -hmm. But uh, as I like, gradually made it to, through the game and got more keyblades and more combat variations, it sort of started to click more and more. And uh, and by the end, it just felt really good. Both in yeah. terms of Catherine? story and, and gameplay. Nice. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I think that it, it's hard because it's a really, really, really good game. Is it the best game in the series? I don't know yet. I think I might have to replay it again. Uh, I think it's, it's really tough to it's really tough to gauge such a question like that when you've played a brand new game that's only just come out under a month ago when right. you've had years and years to stew on so many of the others. Like the most oh. recent like important entry you could say 0 0.2 which is like two years old now but like the most recent full fleshed out game was dream drop distance in 2012 and we've had six and a half seven years to sit on that one 
and even longer yeah. for every other game in the series. So there's been so much yeah. more time to contemplate the intricacies and everything about it. So it's I don't think it's at all fair for anyone to say this is the best game, this is the worst game, this is where it falls. Yeah, you got to give it some time to sit. Absolutely. Especially for people think... who have only just beat it, like who have beat it in the first two days, you know, people who rush through right. it like that. You didn't there's so much that you didn't take in whether you realize it or not. So Right. No, absolutely. I think uh, for me that, uh, like um, Espen said, it's a good slow burn. Uh, then it's very dense. The last, uh, what is it, act and a half of the game. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good dense. It's a really, really, really good dense. So mm. I, I've heard did a and really, really good job. <laughs> good, good. Glad to hear. I've I've heard, and this is not spoiler, I've heard that people have said that the Disney worlds almost act like the prologue and then after you the Disney games, the real game, quote unquote, starts. That's true. Yeah, I, you think I, so? I, I agree with that. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Uh, so you guys have both beat it. And for the record, I don't think I mentioned on the recording yet, I am only currently in the Caribbean. So I haven't been to San Francisco. I haven't been to any of the end game worlds. But I'm one and a half Disney worlds done fr away from being done with the Disney worlds. And honestly, like... The stuff that's happened for me so far, I've really enjoyed. Like, it doesn't feel like, like the Disney worlds themselves, I feel, have waxing and waning importance. Going back to episode seven discussion with Espen, mm. like some of them feel more entrenched in it than others. You know, mm -hmm. some of them just feel like they're there to be there, to be showy because they show off new graphics really well. Um, but <laughs> Frozen, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a comment on that. We'll get there. Um <laughs> But I, I feel like even so, the the moments that are peppered in, like either between the worlds or during the worlds with different organization members, with different characters seeing where other people are at as Sora, Donald, and Goofy are going on their journey, like I really love how it's peppered in. Like I think it's got like you guys have beat it so you know more perspective than I do. You say it's a slow burn at the beginning, and I think like I'm really loving it. I'm loving the pace. I'm loving how much time I'm exploring the worlds. And I'm loving yeah. that it's not just all dumping on me at once. It's... So maybe I'll be in for a bit of a shock once I'm done with the Disney worlds. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. The Disney worlds aren't bad to, in any way. Uh, most of them are really enjoyable. And uh, as you said, they really fit with uh, the game in and of itself, I mm. think. Uh, especially like okay, so... uh, the princesses and most importantly, like yeah, uh, sure. thematically, I feel like. Like there's a lot of talk yeah. about the heart and how different characters yeah. in these movies deal with having a heart or not having a heart, like being a toy and yeah. having a heart. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, it's true. It's like in in past games, like they've uh, come to talk about Pinocchio before, about how he's a puppet who's somehow gained a heart, and how can we take that? How can we learn from this? And that's a nice way to tie in the theme of a Disney movie to the theme of Kingdom Hearts. And I agree, they've, they've done that really well, like, in all the world so far, like, in, and now I'm second-guessing myself how spoiler this is going to be, but uh, <laughs> uh, in the Toy Box, in the Toy Story world, you know, they talk about the toys being able to walk and talk and move around, and, like, they've got hearts, and they're just toys, so that's something that they delve into there, and I think that's really interesting, and it's, it's a good way, like you said, to bring it into the mythos of Kingdom Hearts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So then, on that, what would you guys say is your favorite Disney World in Kingdom Hearts Three? 
Without giving spoilers, I guess my favorite world is probably the Pirates level, just because of how immersive it is. Um, I didn't think I was going to like that level as much as I did. I love that level. I love it. It's so fun. Like, it's such a unique game mechanic that they did with that world. It gives you a lot of... uh freedom of movement hey like you've got walking on land you've got swimming in the water and onto the water and you've it's, got um the it's ships like a freaking yeah it's like a sandbox level and it's like wait this is totally like an open world game when it shouldn't be but it i is. i don't know it's weird i'm gonna poke but. a hole in that if i may <laughs> yeah. um perhaps it's because <laughs> i haven't finished the caribbean so it's a bit different like i'm sure when you go there after you beat the world it becomes more sandboxy but like mm-hmm. i've had a I was getting a bit frustrated because when I first found the Leviathan, the ship that you get, I was like, this is awesome. Now I'm going to do some exploring because I want to find some hidden Mickeys and I want to find some chests and like, I just want to go exploring. And as soon as you get it, Jack tells you, oh, the sea is yours. Go where you want to go. And literally like 10 seconds into the boat ride, it cuts to a cutscene, And then yeah. you're forced yeah. into <laughs> Port Royal and you're forced into uh, going onto the plot. So it like, you literally told me I could go anywhere, but before I can reach another island, mm-hmm. you've steered me this yeah. way. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like how Frozen, in my mind, also is kind of like the new Tarzan level that was kind of broken, ha! but that's, that's just funny. my opinion. Because it was kind of you what? You have to go back and forth doing some things that it, it should seem obvious, but it mm. kind of wasn't. I don't know, but yeah. It's funny. I, I saw... Go ahead. Go ahead. That's probably. I was gonna say that's probably more for the spoiler podcast. Uh, sure, podca- sure. Fair enough. One. Yeah, I'm got I'm already having trouble uh, <laughs> drawing the line between what's too spoilery <laughs> or not. So. <laughs> right. That's okay. If we if we uh, slip up, then I can always cut it. It's cool. Okay. The glory of editing. Um, what about Espen, you? What, 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 did, what did you like, Espen? What's your favorite? Uh, my favorite world. Uh, I yeah. think actually it's uh, Frozen. Yeah. Uh, I love this because it's in contrast to what Kat was just saying. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing: the Frozen, the theme music is the worst earworm. It is still. Oh, it's so good! I I was really loving it. I was digging it so much. Yeah, the field music is so good at that level. As soon as you uh, said like the theme music, it just popped in my head. I love it. I can't say that for many (laughs) of the other worlds. Like uh, that's the one that instantly comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, Go on. uh, Elaborate. Why? Why do you like it so much? Mostly, it's just got it because it like flows really well. I feel like uh, it's yeah. sort of like a cat set that you go up and down a mountain a lot, and but it never feels like a chore, and it like it feels like a natural progression, like through the plot of the story and kind of how Sora and the other guys would go through this world. I feel like okay, interacting. I I agree. Yeah, very naturally. I agree for the most part. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, I I have a bad habit of interrupting mid sentence, and I apologize. Oh, so okay. you finish your thought, and I'll I'll uh, retort afterward. Yeah, I was basically done. But yeah, the way like uh, <laughs> everything sort of interacts with each other, like how first we see Elsa, and then like everything falls. Yeah, this is kind of spoilery, maybe maybe if you haven't seen Frozen. Mm-hmm. But you know, we end up meeting Anna and Kristoff sure. and sort of the way Sora and the gang interacts between these sort of groups kind of feel natural, I think. I agree. Totally. Absolutely. 
I think in a lot of the Disney worlds throughout the Kingdom Hearts series, there's a fine line that they ride with uh, how they retell the story of the movie. And sometimes it works really well and sometimes it doesn't so much. Yeah. And I thought here it worked well for the most part because while Sora, Donald, and Goofy were going up the mountain trying to find Elsa, like they, it's almost like the rest of the movie was playing out off screen. So you ran into the characters and you interacted with them but you were more supplemental. It wasn't we're retelling the story with Sora, Donald, and Goofy. It was the story is telling itself, like, in time with the movie, basically. You're just also there. And uh, you're, you've got your own goals, and you're trying to do your own thing, and you run into them at key moments of their story, and I thought that worked really well. Yeah. But okay. I, I will say I was really a bit thrown off through the labyrinth. Um, just to get into the world be excited about being in this new world and then be in a labyrinth for an hour I was not a fan of that (laughs) Uh, just it that seemed like shoot like wedged in there for no reason Uh, like just to make a challenge for you I liked it because we got to finally meet Lark Scenes Nobodies. That was kind of cool. So I guess oh, that's probably a Oh, spoiler. for sure. No. Ah. Well, Lark, you see Lark Scene in Arendelle in the trailers. And I think if, you see, if we see it in the trailer, it's free game to mention in a spoiler-free podcast. And, um, I mean, we saw we saw Marluxia's uh, Nobodies in the trailer. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, exactly. That's fine. Yeah, and he's okay, in yeah. Corona, and you know that. So yeah. I'm happy for you to mention that. Like, we won't say what she was talking about or, like, what happened with her, but she's there, and that's cool. And I agree. It was really, really great to see those guys for the first time since Chain of Memories, discounting yeah. the, the data battles in Kingdom Hearts 2 because they don't actually play a role. You know, well, it's, yeah, and I mean, just in general, they're nobodies. We never, we never got to see what they were like because they weren't in those games. So yeah, exactly. They, but well, that was cool. when you say they're nobodies, do you mean they're somebodies here? No, I mean they're they're actual like they like the dusks. So like her. Oh, oh, right, right. They're yeah. I see. They're they're yeah. like right, like they're heartless uh, enemies. They're they're nobody enemies. No, I love that too. Correct. That was really yeah. cool. Yeah, I get what you're really saying cool. now. Yeah, that Sorry. was really I neat. I should have explained that better. No, that's why I was like, <laughs> I but they you. are nobodies. What you. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell. Say one thing, completely mean something else. <laughs> on the topic of Arendelle, I, there's a f- person I follow on Twitter who's a big Kingdom Hearts fan who, when they started playing Kingdom Hearts 3, they had a hashtag they were using that's uh, KH3CryCount. And like it was up to <laughs> half a it was up to half a dozen before they even started going to Disney Worlds. Like Ooh, the oh intro goodness. and the opening cutscene and like just things like that. They were just like this game. I can't stand it. How did they survive the third act? Oh I goodness. I don't think yeah. they beat it yet. They're not as they're not even as far as I am. Uh, just oh, okay. because life. Yeah, they've got such busy oh, busy life right now. But I thought that was great, and I've adopted it too. So I'm up to Kingdom Hearts Cry Count Cage Three Cry Count One, and it's nice. in Arendelle. Nice. Uh, oh, like, yeah. it's during Let It Go, of all things. Oh. Like, That's so when Frozen came out, I was, like, hooked on the soundtrack, and I thought it was great. And it was, uh, like you said before about the Arendelle, like, world theme. It's just so catchy, and it's an earworm, and you just can't stop listening to it. And I admittedly got like that with, like, the entire soundtrack for a while. But it, d- it doesn't, like, hold a special plate in my place in my heart or anything. I just dug the music. And, uh... I don't know what it was, but like during the cutscene, I thought like this is such an amazingly faithful recreation, and just having 
Zordal and Goofy there and having them well, be like, oh, I hear Elsa. Let's go that way. And Well, and here, here's the thing, though, with my – the only problem I have with it is that it was clearly video and not in-game engine, but it was still really awesome. Right. It wasn't just taken from the movie. It was still remade for the game. Yeah. And yeah, like, but, I mean, it was its own movie within yeah. the game. Yeah, but so. even still, like, it looked so good to me, and it was so well done. Yeah. And, like – I didn't even expect it. I didn't know, like, but I got the chills up my spine. And then, like, it wasn't like a cry, cry or an ugly cry. It was just, like, a couple tears fell. And I was like, that was, like, beautiful, man. Like, that was awesome. Like, that was okay, such a spoiler? good moment. Yeah. Can, can I do a spoiler? Because uh, you I'll, have I'll, Keyblade, right? I'll mandate uh, whether it's for her, for whether it needs to be cut or not. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, the, the, the Keyblade for the world, and when you do the special move and you do her uh, foot stomp as Sora, that's yeah. that part. Yeah, oh, so that's cool. so cool. It's, <laughs> it's so, so cool. Awesome. It's such a good touch. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like, okay. Wow, you guys really went above and beyond for this stuff. Yeah, so. no, it's such a good detail for sure. I love that. Um, yeah, so I, I thought uh, Arendelle had its ups and downs, but I definitely enjoyed it. I think my favorite so far, again, I haven't been to San Francisco and I'm in San Francisco and I'm anticipating that I'll love it <laughs> because I love big hero six, but, uh, uh okay. I, I've heard a lot of good <laughs> and a lot of bad things. Remember the whole game at any rate, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think I really enjoyed, uh, Monstropolis a lot more than I was expecting to. I think the story was a bit lackluster, but I really enjoyed exploring it. Um, yeah. And I thought the voice voice actors for Mike and Sully were both really solid. Yes. Yes. For not having the originals. Um, I actually had to do, like check if it was John Goodman, but no, it wasn't. Yeah? No, so it wasn't. Uh, it's a good copy. So I'm just trying to think of what all the worlds are. The, there's, uh, Corona. there's Corona, there's Olympus, there's Hundred Acre Wood, there's Toy, Toy Box, Box, Monstropolis, Arendelle, San Francisco. And uh, Caribbean. Caribbean. That's eight. Yeah. That's eight, right? That's yeah. all of them. Yeah. It's not a lot, okay. but uh, I feel like they do. No, they not. do a lot with what they have, and uh, the fact I that also... they're very much bigger than before makes a uh, sure makes a difference. Oh. Save Huge for one. Compared to save before. for one thing, I also really, really, really enjoyed Olympus. Yeah. Me too. Like after yeah. only going to the Coliseum in every other game, it was really good and refreshing to be able to go to Olympus as a whole and see other characters and see the town and like I don't even care that we didn't fight Hades again maybe spoiler you see him he's an antagonist right. but you don't actually fight him but that's okay because we've fought him in so many other games and you've got other boss battles and I think it makes for a really good introduction to the game because it's a familiar world with familiar characters and it just looks really really amazing and i think because you've got that history between sora and hercules like their banter is so good and so fun mm -hmm. and i think that's honestly probably sad. my I favorite world so far i was sad i didn't get to break barrels but i was also happy that i didn't have to break barrels my, it, was, my it was fine when i said save for one thing my <laughs> biggest gripe about this game one of my biggest gripes about this game so far is such a small insignificant thing in the grand scheme of the story but it's Phil being in Olympus and not saying a word. Voiceless, he, yes! He doesn't uh, say... The like, there's a couple of characters. Hans is in Arendelle, and he doesn't speak. But he's, like, such a minor character in the game sense. He's there, but he's not really important. 
But uh, when Phil is screaming at you in Kingdom Hearts two to get up on the Hydra's back and you don't even hear him at all. In yeah, Kingdom Hearts like 3? he doesn't yeah. say, "Hey, what's up?" Like I expected him to make a jab about them still being junior heroes, even though they're actual heroes. As the end of Kingdom Hearts two says, you know, their stars are in the mm-hmm. sky. They're Phil's boys, and that's great. So like they're Phil's boys. Like <laughs> he should be. What's up, guys? How you doing? Have been keeping up your training? Like he's. He's uh, in past games. He's trained Sora. He's trained Roxas. He's trained Ventus. He's trained so many important characters to the plot, and now would be such a great time for that to come up in casual conversation, like mm-hmm. when all of it's being, being tied up. Like, don't get me wrong. I love that Megara's back and voiced by Susan Egan again because she's like my favorite Disney princess. But like Phil has been a mainstay in Kingdom Hearts since the beginning, and to have him there in such high definition. <laughs> And be completely silent is not <laughs> only a disappointment yeah. for the series, but like completely out of character. He's always running his mouth. Yep. And agreed. so that's uh, like again such a small but big complaint for me. <laughs> I was mostly okay so, with him know. being silent, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I totally get that for sure. But like, it's just like. Why have him there at all, right? Like he could, he's uh, always at the Coliseum, right? And we don't go to the Coliseum. We just go to Olympus. So why don't they just be like, oh, man, Phil would have loved to see you guys, but he's busy at the Coliseum right now. Like he doesn't have to be there. He was there just to be there. But yeah, why, okay, have yeah. him, why waste the resources to put him in the cutscene if he's not going to say anything, you know? Well, there are that, other ways that we could have written him out. very cheap. Oh, it was a day to veto in any of the games. <laughs> no. It was a different guy. Yeah, I know. But yeah. So, I don't know. just feels silly. <laughs> yeah, a bit. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, mostly Colosseum Olympus is a very, very good world. Very pretty and, yeah. Yeah. Very varied. It's got a lot of... Yeah. It's got a lot of different areas first, to it. First time we got to have uh, weather elements, so that was cool. Yeah, that's true. Didn't even think about that. It's like, oh, look, it's rain. Oh, Wow. Yeah. I, I will say I was a bit disappointed to not have the, the gummy phone in that world because I kept finding Mickey's and I couldn't take pictures of them, so I had to go back. <laughs> like, I took PlayStation screenshots of them, so I remembered where they were. That's smart. So, uh, speaking of the gummy phone and hidden Mickey's, uh, what about mini games and non-plot-related extra content? There's, uh, there's like, finding ingredients and cooking with Little Chef. There's finding the hidden Mickey's. There's the... Uh, classic kingdom mini games. There's the gummy ship stages. Uh, I, I what, do you, what do you guys only think of all that? One classic kingdom game, and I really, I, mean, I think I'm missing like two or three. Yeah, I've been playing <laughs> them as soon as soon as I find it. Like I stop the game and I play the classic kingdom game at least once. Really, You're I'm so loving fun. them. No. I love them. I, I loved I those games back in the day, like the LCD handheld things, uh-huh. and. Like, when they were in Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, I was playing, like, I played them more than I needed to to get all the points for the Starlight Keyblade. Like, I just enjoy them. They're so much fun. That's so funny. So like, I like no, Little Chef. Little yeah. Chef is fun. Remy's always The egg good. cracking was a difficult one to master, oh. but... <laughs> That's the I hate the one. egg cracking. No, really? like I, yeah. I hate it because the first recipe I did was an egg cracking one, and I'm like, wait, it's over? Oh my god, I failed? What? <laughs> the, yeah, I really don't fast. get this at all. And then you but... waste all the ingredients. Yep. yep. And if it's an ingredient that you got from yep. a special enemy, then you have to go fight the enemy again. 
Yep. And that's why you save your game before you do it. Yeah, this. no, I've, I have <laughs> since learned to do that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Especially since you can access him from a save, uh, from save point. The lucky emblems, I swear, the memes that are happening right oh, now so on good. Twitter, it's so, it's so true. Okay, where are they? I hear you saying it, but mm. where are they? I uh, I was at the park with my kid uh, last week, and I actually, like, when I parked the car and I got out, there was, like, I don't know if it was, like, gum that someone had uh, put on, that someone had spat out and was just driven over by cars, or if it was a splotch of paint or what, but there was a bit of color on the ground in the parking lot that looked suspiciously like a hidden Mickey. And I took a picture and posted it to Twitter and I'm like, Oh my God, like real life. <laughs> it's happening. That's, so funny. That's awesome. Are you sure you're not going insane? I am. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah. Maybe I'll link you to the tweet later and you can, you can judge for yourself. It's sort of like uh, the witness thing when you first begin to see the pattern and then you can't stop seeing it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so, mostly the win so, games uh, are pretty enjoyable, but uh, like before, it's not something I like spend a lot of time with. I feel like oh, like I do I'm it once a lot of time and with them. then I'm done. Maybe the thing I've spent the least amount of time with so far is the gummy ships because I, as much as I really want to get into them, once I finish one world and see the cutscenes in between, I really want to get to the next world. So like, I've just got so much anticipation after spending so much time exploring one world, like I can get lost in a world. But then once I've done with that one, I'm just like, okay, what's next? I want to go to the next one. And yeah, I want to see where this is going. Yeah, that and was so my... I feel like for me, the gummy ships are going to be a lot of post game content. Uh, I really have enjoyed them so far. I thought it's been like the best gummy ship system ever. Yeah. Like me too. To date. Totally. I know people have been a bit divided on it. My brother, actually said like i didn't think gummy ships could get worse but here we are <laughs> yeah i don't like the gummy ships but I like i don't like what they did in this I, game but that's because i don't know how to play it very well so if i knew I, how to play it then i probably would be okay i have one but. big gripe and that's that uh when you're traversing between worlds and you're just doing the free roam gummy ship i use inverted controls and during the battles i prefer normal controls where up is up and down is down uh, uh, for some see, reason, it feels weird. For some reason, it Not feels sure. weird to have them both inverted or them both normal. I don't know why, but that's just how my brain is wired. But you set the gummy ship controls and the configuration, and it's just that way. So you can flip it, but every time I enter a battle, then I have to swap you it. And then and once I've done, finished the battle, I come back out and I swap it again. And it's, I wish you could change them uh individually instead of together see that makes sense i didn't even think about that maybe i'll try to do that because i still need to go i need to farm damascus i freaking oh yeah to <laughs> power up the keyblades that's something i really yeah. like about the game is power, being able to power up the keyblades not just yeah. having the transformations and the yes. like i really like swapping keyblades on the fly but i also really like that you can power them up it means that like in previous games, yeah, you'd cool. get a newer keyblade that's stronger, and you just would never use a lower keyblade unless you were doing like a, a challenge run. And it's like I'm just gonna use the Kingdom Key the whole game. It's not even using yep. like, the second keyblade that you unlock. It's just, you just once you get a strong one, that's it. So this yep. gives you more opportunity to hang on to the, your favorites for a longer time, and I really like that. I think that's an awesome addition. Yeah. Agreed. Kingdom Key. It's the kind of thing that makes me think. Be useful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I deliberately it's the kind of thing that makes me think to play with that for the whole game. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I've been like hanging on to one or two. I think I've used Ever After the longest so far from Corona. Well, see, yeah, that's a good one. I like the Kingdom Key. I like the Kingdom Key a lot because I like the uh, the form. The second form? Yeah, yeah. that's the best yeah, form. Yeah, I use second Having all the form classic a moves. lot. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the I think, incidentally, my second most used is the, uh, I forget what it's called, but the Way of the Pooh Honey one. Oh, purely, nice. purely, because it gives you the scavenger or whatever uh, ability, so you're collecting more ingredients, and I want more ingredients. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta help little chef. Gotta help. Gotta 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 get that. I want his keyblade. I haven't got his. I want to finish all the ingredients so I can get his keyblade. Oh, is that what he gets? I I have no idea. I I, five stars. I'm just saying because it's uh, in the trailers that you get a keyblade from Remy, and so I'm assuming that it's after you've cooked everything, or after the restaurant gets to five stars, or after you've cooked everything with the excellent rating. I don't know, but it's definitely you have to cook. And I really want the Keyblade, yeah. and I really like the mini games. So you know, I'm, uh, like I've well, always Zach, got those everyone abilities. Everyone can cook. <laughs> everyone can. Anyone can cook. Anyone can cook. <laughs> so we yeah. didn't talk about our uh, least favorite worlds yet. Can we talk no, about that? Yeah, yeah, sure, definitely, go for it. Okay, it's the one you think is going to be your favorite world. <laughs> San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco yeah. was such a letdown. It's uh, so funny. There's someone else I follow on Twitter who was like, man, because like, they played the Japanese version. And they're uh-huh. like, when you guys get to San Francisco, San Francisco, you're in for something special. And that's just been ringing in my mind. And, pe- <laughs> and mean, so this, this guy was cool blown away. There's cool stuff that happens in the game, like the gameplay. Don't get me wrong. But sure. as a level as in whole, it just it wasn't that good of a level. Oh, interesting. I really liked to it, me. actually. Really? Yeah. What, like Kat, when you say you don't like it, was it because of plot things or was it because of like level design or level design, level design? You don't think it's very well designed. Uh, I mean, there's some cool stuff that you can do, but after playing uh, Spider-Man, it was really <laughs> hard. That's fair. Literally the Cause... last game I played before Kingdom Hearts 3 was Spider-Man and I platinumed it. So uh, yeah, it, we'll see how that it, goes then. <laughs> Such a difference. <laughs> they tried and they kind of did it, but okay. Eh. All right, I, I see. I get you. And Espen, what what's your I don't want to talk that? any. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, no, that's uh, a, I appreciate you keeping it vague. <laughs> on San Francisco okay. in general. Yeah. I thought it was a cool world. It's like it's like definitely the biggest like most open space in one sitting. Mm-hmm. I feel like. And uh, being able to like explore that is kind of cool. Uh, it's mostly okay. not spoiling too much, but it's like mostly mission based. So you, you like walk. Uh, all right, sure. You get put into missions and yeah, it's very linear. It's a very linear level. Yeah, but at the same time, which is interesting it's... for a level that's supposed to be so open, right? Yeah, yeah. It's linear. And that's but exactly it's... how I feel about the Caribbean right now. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps pushing you in one direction when you're supposed to be able to ride free on the on your ship, right? So. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I liked it. it. It's pretty. It's something, really pretty. Something I don't know if you guys have done too much of. You've probably done more than me because you beat the game. But uh, but I really enjoyed after beating Olympus. I haven't done this with all the worlds yet. I should. But after beating Olympus, like a world or two later, I went back to Olympus to look for hidden Mickeys and stuff. And I was like, oh, Thebes is like full of people now. Like they're rebuilding. Sorry for that's yeah. probably a, a minor spoiler. But because it's the first world, I'll let it slide. But uh. 
like I thought that was really cool. Like they don't tell you, hey, let's go back and see how the town's doing. It's just if you decide to go back, you'll see the aftermath. And I thought that's really awesome. Like that's such a nice touch. You don't it's not shoved in your face, but if you want to explore, hey, now there's more things you can see and do. Yeah, now nothing's on fire. You can <laughs> yeah. go through it without it being Yeah, on exactly. Fire. Monstropolis, that's I'm cool. pretty sure that's the same with Monstropolis. Things aren't like burning and so you can go to other bits. Um, that is true. I really want to go back to Arendelle because there's a chest that it just would it, like there's an invisible barrier. It wouldn't let me reach this chest, but it was half buried in snow. So I'm like, oh, maybe if I go back now, it'll be accessible. Yeah. So I think that's it's really cool how like the levels aren't exactly the same when you return. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. Mm. Um, so so back on topic though, San Francisco is Cat's least favorite level. Uh, Espen, what's your least favorite Disney World? Uh, I think it has to be uh, well, Winnie the Pooh is like <laughs> the lock because it's not really a world at all. It's just three mini games that's ex- exactly the same and it's very yeah. lazy. So that's probably the worst one. But uh, aside I from so... that, I think uh, Monstropolis is my least favorite. Yeah. Because it's yeah, as you said before, there's not very much story happening between uh, mm. the fights, and it's kind of really gray. You're just walking through really these gray. corridors, and, mm. yeah, very linear. Interesting. Yeah, well, it was linear. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah, but uh, I like but. that level, but I, it's because I like the uh, what happens at the end. But I also love that movie, so yeah, <laughs> it, it I, was fun to explore it. <laughs> I think for me it's interesting, like, the perspective because I've found in recent years that I prefer linearity in my games a lot more than I used to, you know, but I used to have a lot more time to delve into things more crazy. So, you know, if they were more open or if it was linear but it had the illusion of open world like Final Fantasies on the PlayStation and PlayStation 2, like, most of them were, they look open, they feel open, but really it's still like, here you are, you need to go there. And right. so that's but it still gives you a lot of freedom to say how and when you want to get there. Uh, whereas like things like this, I still don't mind. Things like Final Fantasy thirteen and Kingdom Hearts 3 seems to be mostly like this. It's like you've got some options here and there, but for the most part, you're on a set path. And I don't mind that because especially for Kingdom Hearts 3, like it's the end of everything that's come to date so far. Yeah. It's a culmination. And like I care a lot more about the story that's unfolding than the freedom to do what I want when I want. So like, I appreciate all that there is, but I like having it be too linear, quote unquote, isn't a thing for me. Like, it's just not even a problem or a bother. Yeah. I I don't agree with you, but uh, in the case of Monstropolis, I felt like it was kind of claustrophobic with the corridors. They were like too tight. No, I can, I can feel that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I can get linearity in itself. is not a bad thing. I can enjoy a very linear game. Hmm. Cool. And I think it's uh, going back to w- another reason why I kind of didn't like San Francisco is like I was telling you uh, prior to recording, I spent seven hours in the Caribbean yeah. and to go from that to uh, San Francisco, it was like, oh, what? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, kind of another reason why I didn't like that level so much. But it was still I mean, it's still it's a great level. You know, Baymax sure. is amazing. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel like so, uh, uh, any of the levels are bad. Just some yeah. are better than others. 
Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. I think uh, I definitely agree with what you were saying. I spent about a hundred acre wood. Like I was legitimately so excited to go there. Uh, my, my kid is, has become quite into Wayne the Pooh in the last year or two. And she's three years old, so she likes lots of cartoons. But like Wayne the Pooh, like there's the Pooh's Heffalump movie from the mid 2000s that uh, I never had watched until I had a kid. And that's the one where Lumpy is introduced. Mm. And so I've watched that many times in the last year. And when they showed in trailer that Lumpy was going to be, I was like, this is amazing. Lumpy's going to be in it. That's cool. And yeah, but uh, they like, took away Eeyore. Yeah. There well, no there was, Eeyore. there was no Eeyore. There was no owl. There was no Kanga. Like, mm-hmm. so there were a lot of missing, there were several missing characters. And I was really, really hopeful. I was an expectant, but I was hopeful that for the third one, like Wayne the Pooh's back for a third time. Let's bring in Christopher Robin. Like Sora is like cool. the stand in for Christopher Robin. <sighs> You know, it, on the book covers and stuff, like he's the the, let's say avatar for Christopher Robin, but I I still really thought it would be so cool to have him there all of a sudden and be like, oh, who's this other kid here? You know, not just yeah. me. There's a boy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, all about a story a, of a, a boy and a bear. With it. And ah uh, man, like yeah. And the fact that on top Instead of that. Of just the three <laughs> mini games are like the same mini game with different skins yep. and like yeah. slightly different goals, but it's all the same basically. And I'm like, that's so disappointing. Like yeah, it's, sometimes it's... I felt like the Winnie the Pooh mini games in previous games were a bit of a chore, but at least they were different and interesting. And this is just like one type of game for three different goes. And then, Oh, you're done. Okay. It's a bit disappointing. Yeah, it's kind of, sure. kind of a shoe in, it feels just like they put it there to have it there and yeah. didn't give it a second thought. It's, it's, that, it's the kind of thing like, why would you make the time and effort for that but feel the need to cut Final Fantasy characters? And this is another discussion and it's on its own. But um, like I totally respect and understand how they've left out Radiant Garden Final Fantasy characters because like they had their story, they've had their arc, and I think it's okay to have left them out. But then there's like... The crew in Twilight Town, like there's Cypher and Fusion and Rajin and um, Vivi. Yeah, and maybe Setzer, you know, but they didn't have important roles in Kingdom Hearts 2. They were vessels for certain points, but they were not important. They didn't have to be there, but they were. They were uh, citizens of Twilight Town. And now, like, they're mentioned by name. Like, if you wander around Twilight Town, someone will be like, oh, have you seen Cypher and the gang? Oh, no, they went on this you know journey or whatever they went to do this thing and i'm like but why like they were just as uh they were they were entrenched in twilight town as much as hayner pence and Olette. like they were rival factions if you will but they're just gone and it's like but why like final fantasy is just as important to the series in my opinion as disney and it was just a bit of a disappointment that like things like that they were still forced out for whatever reason yeah, it probably would have been too much because there's already like 20, 30 like unique characters in the game. So having like a separate yeah, and I gang. totally get that. I totally get that. I've written about that before. I've talked about that before. How the more original characters they bring, the less need they have to lean on pre-established characters from both Disney and Final Fantasy or Square. Yeah, but also look but at it this way: when the game came out in two thousand one in Japan, two thousand two in here, that was what six years away from uh, six years later from when Final Fantasy seven came out. Okay, mm-hmm. it's now twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah, that it's twenty years. It's been twenty years. 
and we yep. don't need that now because no, and I that and I get it. Is so great. I but definitely get it, no, but I, like I, I understand, there would have been such good play. I I feel like they still could have done it in good ways without it being like important to the plot. We the Pooh's not important to the plot. Oh. Why did they leave yeah, him in? True. Like that's such a boring yeah. small world. But anyway, uh, I've gone off on a tangent. Aside from the little hundred acre wood that there is, my other least favorite world is Corona. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like a gut punch to you, too. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I liked parts of it. Um, I don't think the story translated as well from the from the movie to the game. I felt like it was a bit more clunky. Yeah. Uh, like having Marluxia as the stand-in for the, the two thieves just felt a bit forced. Um, I felt, I don't know. Uh, and also, it didn't look good. Like, the, the environment looked awesome, but the characters looked, uh, at best. Like, in trailers, I remember thinking, this looks just like the movie. People put up comparison shots of, like, which one's the movie, which one's the game, and it was hard to tell. Like, it looked amazing in the trailers. But then in the game, I felt like Rapunzel and Flynn both looked you guys remember in 0.2 when everyone hated how Terra looked because he looked like a plastic toy? Yeah. Yeah, because the shading. Yeah. yeah, like I felt like it was somewhere in between that and the rest of Kingdom Hearts 3. Like going from Corona to Toy Box was night and day for me because Toy Box looks so good. Buzz and Woody and the other to- toys look so amazing. Like, and Rapunzel just didn't look great to me and Flynn didn't look great to me. During the cutscenes, yeah, it like, was okay. Yeah, I feel like everywhere. I don't know. I don't know. Has uh, like some moments or sequences that doesn't look that good, like when the shading yeah. is off and the lighting is bad. Uh, but yeah. uh, I don't know. Toy Story World is kind of yeah. unfair comparison because they're meant to look like plastic toys. Yeah, and I'm. Yeah, that's a fair fair counterpoint. Yeah, but I, I can see what you but mean. But even still, like, I just I thought. Some of the Corona cutscenes looked amazing, and some of them looked like the worst animations in the game. And I feel like it's just they didn't—they didn't have consistency in that world, and it was just a bit disappointing because it looked so good in the trailers and in gameplay. I was like, "Oh, this is kind of unfortunate." Yeah, but I felt like so, uh, that's, playing, that's where I was at. playing through the world was really cool, and they con—they kind of gave you that sense of wonder and joy that uh, Rapunzel felt mm. when she left the tower. No, I, I'll agree with you there. Like there were a lot of like they had a lot of moments that they didn't have to have in there, but they gave you that feeling of uh her exploring the world for the first time and I really like that. Yeah. That was a nice feeling. Just like playing in the water like no mm. no need for that, but it felt like a really integral yeah. part of the story and the character development. Sure, and I I also think it tied in with Sora being like, he was once a kid who wanted to see new places and go to new worlds, and uh, he was experiencing that again through Rapunzel almost like mm, totally like maybe he forget he going to other worlds is commonplace for him now, but maybe her seeing her leave the tower was like bringing it all back to him, like experiencing it for the first time again, and it felt like it did feel nice in that regard. Yeah, that's kind of the the main thing with every Disney movie in this game i feel like like everything sort of fits with the the story of the movie like it makes Mm. sense that you would cook with uh, remy from ratatouille 
and that you would yeah, like, definitely. explore nature with Rapunzel. Everything makes sense. And it makes sense that and it makes sense that Scrooge would be profiting from Remy's cooking. Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. Although I, I tell you what, that they, I, got, go ahead. I was happy that they got the uh, original people that did uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Although it would have been cool to hear the new guys, but I'm I'm kind of glad that they stuck with the uh, the original. So. Yeah, I was gonna say let's talk a little bit more voice acting for a second. I I thought uh, that was good too. Like that fits in with the series because they've they've had classic Huey, Dewey, and Louie, so it makes sense that they would still be classic Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Um, yeah, so but I not agree. Scrooge, but that's okay. Well, he yeah, but away, so. I was going to say the voice yeah. actor for Scrooge passed, so it makes sense that they'd have a different one. But I admit I was kind of really hoping they'd have David Tennant for it. Right? <laughs> oh, that would have <laughs> been, so been cool. Like, I just, because he's the new Scrooge, it's not just for the mm-hmm. new series. Like, I'm pretty sure he's, like, Scrooge now since Scrooge the other guy forever. passed. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. he should be Scrooge in Kingdom Hearts 3. But, yeah. you know, it's it's okay. <laughs> I think overall they've done a really good job at either getting the original voice actors for the most part or good sound alikes. Like, so, like the Mandy Moore, but not Mandy Moore Rapunzel. No, it was Mandy Moore. Yeah, they confirmed. It was. Wasn't it? Yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. They confirmed nice. a couple months ago that uh, Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi and uh, um, I knew it was Zachary Levi and Mother Gothel's voice. I can't remember her name. They, they oh, confirmed nice. that all three of them were returning. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so that's why Eris wasn't in the game. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, that, this whole time I've been like, man, I can't wait for her to like reprise Aerith too because it's a different voice that she uses for the two characters. So that's going to be so cool. And right. she's not there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she changed in Kingdom Hearts 2 to what? Mina Suvari? Suvari Mina Suvari, yeah. Was, but yeah. Mina no Emotion Suvari. Don't mention it. That's a bad <laughs> memory. <laughs> she who is, should not be named. Yeah, I I will say that uh, in terms of voice acting, when it came to Haley Joel Osment voicing Vanitas and uh, yeah, and voicing him as Sora, I was like, this is the moment I've been waiting for, and it yeah. did not disappoint. It was no, awesome. it was really good. So that I'm not awesome. I'm not gonna say because I do consider this a spoiler, but if I just say it in vague terms, you'll know what I'm talking about. Monstropolis holds definitely one of my top scenes in the game so far mm-hmm. it's at the end of the sort of vanitas scene mm-hmm. when vanitas exits the scene yep i i know what you're talking oh about. my god that was so <laughs> good like that scene we'll, we'll talk about it in spoilery next episode but that was such a good scene that that it. scene made me go oh thank the maker so, yeah so good yeah. i don't think i know yeah. what you're talking so just, about that's okay. Uh, you remember you remember Vinitas and Sora talking in Monstropolis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember uh, how Vinitas exits the scene? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 It's coming back yeah, to you. Yeah, it's yeah. Back to me wink, now. wink. Yeah, that <laughs> that. Pretty good. <laughs> Again, we'll talk about spoiler terms next time. But um, yeah, I I think oh, again overall the voicing was great. Uh, has been great. Uh, I think. Sora, like Haley Jossman as Sora, has come a long way. I know people had a bit of problem with his uh, portrayal in 0.2. Like, he hadn't done the voice for so long, and now he's doing, like, the more mature Sora, but he still sounds kind of weird. And I, I didn't mind as much as other people, but there were a lot of complaints out there. And I think he probably, he or the, the voice directors, you know, took it to heart and, like, made it better. 
Yeah, I feel like he stepped it up. And I feel like he did it. Yeah, definitely. I think he did a really good job. It was sort of hard. Well, he sure and I haven't, I haven't even gotten to the super emotional parts yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just been in Plussy Disney World. He, he, he delivers the goods. Yeah. I yeah, believe he you. does. Okay, I believe he's, you. He's really amazing. Yep. Um. And uh, who else? Who else? Who else should we spotlight for the voice acting? <laughs> I like uh, that, like, all the Frozen voices are there, too. Yeah, that was great. Mm. Uh, I really liked the mini-game of uh, having to rebuild um, Olaf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hated that. That's, that was fun. Oh, it's so funny. I've heard so many people complain fun. about it. Like, I, the way people were talking about that on Twitter, I assumed that that was, like, most of the Arendelle world is, like, just fine. Like, he keeps falling apart, and you have to keep finding his body parts. And I'm like, that sounds weird. But it's like one <laughs> moment, and then it's done, yes. and it's not that difficult. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> it felt like forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you must not be alone because I've heard that opinion from several people. But I was like, oh, that was it. Yeah, I so. thought it was fun. It's funny. Yeah, but overall. Yeah, overall the. It, it was good. All the voice acting was really, really done well. Phenomenal. I've, I would say. I've been really. I've been really yeah. enjoying, again, without going into spoilers, like any time we see organization members, mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying, yes. like they're, they're, they've got such gravitas to them, all of them, yes. like not just Zemnis and Ansem, not just Zigbar, not just, you know, I haven't even seen Master Xehanort yet, but uh, like all of them do such a good job, like having the Larxene voice back, having the Marluxia voice back, having Demix and Vexen's voices back, like it's so good to hear them again and to hear Sykes. them in new context don't, yep yep don't Sykes. Forget Sykes. <laughs> yep you're right and axel i yeah. think it's just that Sykes has been and around cool. more so like i didn't think about him first like yeah and lee of course axel yeah. whatever you want to call him but like <laughs> but the ones that were only in one game the ones that were only in kingdom hearts 2 or the ones that were only in chain of memories that are back now yeah. like it's so yeah. good to hear them again after so long uh and so faithful like after not voicing a ca- voicing a character one time and then not voicing them for over 10 years like y- maybe you won't be able to nail it again but i feel like they all have like they've uh-huh. done an excellent job so and with being such pivotal important characters i think that's awesome so like kudos to them for sure agreed there there is actually two voices that stuck out uh and this is sort of the sad part because both of the actors died since the last game that's mickey and uh, massa and yeah. their voices felt kind of off, but I feel like they kind of made it work too. Cause they did it the best they could. Yeah, there's no one that talks like Leonard Nimoy. And yeah. Oh, for sure. It, it felt weird. That must weird. have been a challenge for them in both versions because it, like, it, within six months of each other, both Leonard Nimoy and the man who voiced uh, Xehanort in the Japanese versions, they both passed yeah. away like in the same year. And so it must have been rough for them to try and recreate such gravitas and such importance and such, I don't know, just like imposingness. You know, they, I just, thought they did was such fine. a good job in those roles. And I feel like it must have been a challenge for them to get someone to do that and bring to what they thought would meet the standards. Hmm. So Agreed. I'm exci- I'm exci- like, I, I haven't judged Master Xehanort's voice yet because I haven't seen him in the game yet, except for the opening cutscene. And so I have, I've only heard him in the two trailers that he's in and I'm not judging you based on that because that's such a small si- snippet. So I'll wait till he's got a monologue. Cause I have no doubt there'll be at least one <laughs> and then I'll make an opinion. 
You're in for a wild ride, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it. The last act is crazy. The last act is incredible. It's just, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really impressed. One last thing related to the game, but not about the game. I'm really impressed with uh, Kingdom Hearts Twitter fandom. Like, uh, I think I was talking to you about this the other day, Kat, how, like, you were saying, yeah, Tumblr's not like that at all. But, like, no. how I'm really impressed with the Kingdom Hearts fans on Twitter because people have not been spoiler. Like, I've, I haven't really lessened my Twitter usage in the last two weeks since the game came out, but I still haven't been spoiled. Like, there have been a few things that have maybe been close or alluding to things that I haven't reached yet, but no one's outright been like, man, this is how the epilogue goes. Hey, this is how the ending is. And, like, people have been disappointed about this or really glad about that, but they haven't mentioned specific things. They haven't spoiled any plot. And I have to really, you know, credit where credit's due for the Twitter Kingdom Hearts community because they've been really good about not spoil. It's, it reminds me of last year when Infinity War came out and like anyone online anywhere was like, yeah, okay. Like there was, there was the dusting meme that went around, <laughs> but aside from that, like nobody was like, if there was spoilers, people were like downvoting and flagging it and stuff like that. <laughs> so I, I think it's great when a community comes together like that. Yeah. It still sounds... I mean, we've like been waiting a long time. Yeah. yeah. It sounds dangerous to be on Twitter like the day after Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. So I've been shying yeah. away from every social media the past couple of weeks. I, the, That's the thing what that I I've, did. The thing yeah. that I've been doing is uh, avoiding YouTube more because people have said for the last few weeks, for like last month, that like you, if you watch any Kingdom Hearts related content, then people are yep. like spoiling in the title, spoiling in the thumbnail, uh, stuff like that. And like today while on YouTube, I saw something that was Kingdom Hearts uh, secret and or secret video explained. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. But like even that, it wasn't a spoiler thumbnail and it wasn't a spoilerly title. It was just saying, hey, this video is going to have spoilers. So probably don't watch it if you don't want to. So it's been good. Definitely I'll have beat the game by the next episode. So. I'm looking forward to having a real fun conversation then. Yay. Yeah, fun's the so, word. Are there any, any other uh, closing thoughts either of you have on the spoiler-free discussion? No, I don't think so. No? Espen? Mm, ah, Anything we've left out really. that either of you want to mention? Mostly spoilers. Yeah, yeah fair exactly. enough. exactly. <laughs> like, it's so spoilers, tough to, to walk that line, eh? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, then, uh, I think that'll be good then. So, uh you've been on the episode before but or on the show before both of you but uh where can people find you online cat uh you can find me on twitter at at kick cows k-i-c-c-o-w-s k-i-c-k wait did i live it i was like did i leave out I a k say, you didn't even spell it right <laughs> oh my god it's kick cows yeah it's like you're kicking a cow exactly c-o-w-s espen uh yeah i'm on twitter as well i guess not that much but Sometimes uh, it's Espen mm -hmm. Jans with a C at the end. Is that C or Z, Z as in zebra? Yeah, zebra. Gotcha. Cool. Wonderful. Then uh, thank you both for joining me. As I really liked having three people, and I think it adds like another dimension having a third person on. So I'm, I might try and do this more in the future. That's really exciting. Nice. Thank you. So, Thanks uh, for having us, Zach. I love it. Nice. So this Yay. is. This has been episode 19 of Kingdom Hearts and Other Stuff. You can find the show on Twitter at ChaosCast. That's Chaos with a K. And you can find me as well at Zachary P. Lyons. That's L-Y-O-N-S. 
If you have any questions or talking points you'd like us to cover on next episode's spoiler cast for Kingdom Hearts 3, hit me up on either of those Twitter handles. That's at ChaosCast or at Zachary P. Lyons. Chaos is a part of the Nerd Pals Network, which you can find at nerdpals.network, and by searching for Super Nerd Pals on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, where you can also find our other shows, Super Nerd Pals and Left for Dread. Thank you again for listening to Kingdom Hearts and other stuff. May your heart be your guiding key. <laughs>